the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Total Financial Hour is brought to you by Total Financial Solutions. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hour. Now higher incomes. Welcome to the show, the Total Financial Hour. Thanks for being with us. I'm Eric Hallaby. And your place for news, talk, and information. This is AM870, The Answer. Hey, I'm going to give you the number a couple of times throughout the show. So if you have a question or a comment or just want to reach out, let me give you the number. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. Sometimes the folks will say, Eric, that's too many numbers. I know. Just uh, dial up until you say, oh, that looks like enough numbers. So you'll miss a, you'll miss a letter or two, but... That'll kind of help you. Okay, 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. All right, I want to give you an update. I try to fill you in on how my week went and what's going on as far as um, some of the things that we're seeing. We look to see if there are trends happening out in the uh, financial world, uh, trends or concerns that I, I think you need to know about. And it happens a lot uh, in any industry, right? Things start to change slowly, and then it's the sudden uh, parabolic effect, and all of a sudden the entire world is buying or, or selling or whatever they're, they're doing. And so we talk about safety. That's really our concern is to help you manage your financial life, keeping things safe, right? Not, which means when we say safe, not going backwards when the market goes backwards. Now that concerns a lot of people because recently the stock market has gone through some pretty volatile times. In other words, it's a little scary and I don't blame you. I've told you before, my job is not to make you rich, right? You, you need to understand what that means. It means it's to help you not be broke, right? Isn't that different? We're not going to make you rich. Our job is to keep you from being broke. And why do I say that? Because the cornerstone of what you need to know is your habits. Actually, you've heard me say this before, but we always have new listeners coming in. Warren Buffett says the number one decision that you can make to decide your financial future is your spouse. Isn't that funny? Pretty incredible, right? Your, your spouse is the one the, the, the first financial decision you make. Second is your, your career, your education, your financial habits. Those are very important components. Oh, and by the way, you know, pick the right stock or the right company or whatever. Listen, it doesn't matter what kind of career you have chosen. We have a client, we have many clients that are in the trades, right? That make less than 50, 80, 100,000 a year. And they're worth a million dollars, $2 million. Proportionately, there are people that make two, three, four hundred thousand $400,000 a year. And they're broke, relatively speaking. And so you have to ask yourself, if it's not about how much money I make, what is it about? Well, it's about how much you keep. And you see, that doesn't change in retirement. In retirement, it's the same story. It's your financial habits. It's the things that you call fun. It's the way you spend money. It's the decisions that you make on a daily basis. The big financial decisions are different. Here's what I have found. Of course, I have to generalize. Whenever you take any group, you're generalizing. I love it when Dennis goes, 
<laughs> I don't I don't know if he has a, a button that he pushes. I've never seen him do it in studio or or when he says that where he goes, some, ple- some people on the left are good. Some people on the left are, are bad. Some are good. Right? Some are Christians are good. Some are bad. And right, he goes through that whole little monologue. Because here's why, here's what I have found. The first component, believe it or not, is that the higher educated you are, that means PhD, MBA, right? Down the the, uh, traditionally higher educated. Generally speaking, the worse you are with money. Because next week you're going to get another check anyway. And it's going to be big. So you can commit to spending big money. You have predictability. If you work for the government, you have to punch your boss to be fired, right? And even then they just transfer you. So it's not the same as somebody who is, has to, who is unsure about their next paycheck, who is struggling in each and every month. That person has a different mindset. They almost play like they can't afford to lose. That's a different, different mindset. And the other part of it that, that makes a big difference is when you go down the road of trying to save for your future, for your retirement, it's not about a quick buck, right? It's the consistent habits. And if you have a self-esteem issue or, or more importantly, a self-worth issue, right? Prisons are filled with people with high self-esteem, but not very high self-worth, right? Don't, don't ever confuse the two. Our friends on the left love to conflate the issues, immigration and illegal immigration, right? Every time they have a conversation, the president Trump is against immigration, because they know that they can scare you. They can loop you in. And people go, no, 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 no. Illegal immigration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. No, folks. Right? Don't let them conflate the issue. Don't let them confuse you. Because here's what they'll, they'll do. When it comes to saving for your retirement and your future, I don't think you can count on anybody except you. Now, that means you're still going to need other institutions to help you. Financial companies, uh, professionals. Um, investment firms. I get it, right? You're going to need those things. But what I don't want you to do is to think that you're going to close your eyes and then wake up at 32 years on the job and have a pension or wake up and be 66 years old and have social security coming your way. I think a lot of you are counting on other people or other organizations to take care of you. And you wouldn't do that in any other part of your life. So, Step up a little bit in the responsibility world and say, okay, first I have to take care of me and my family. Because financial professionals, just so you know, especially my friends in the brokerage world and the risk world, you see, they take everything that you give them and put it at risk. That means if you go to the the stock market or, or Wall Street, they take your financial accounts, they put it in at risk, which means you can make great rates of return if you guess correctly and the market goes up. Or they guessed correctly. But you could also lose everything. What do we do? We protect your principal. The only thing that goes in the risk world, if you will, is a little bit of the interest that the company makes. Now that means that if the market goes down, yep, you're going to get a zero. In other words, your principal doesn't go down. You don't make any money. You don't lose any money. Tough luck. You're right back where you were the year before. Uh, the year before. But if it goes up, you get to make some interest and that becomes the new floor. So that matters as you try to save and build for retirement because your family's future is about a couple of things. Number one, you have to learn to think beyond the now. But number two is I want you to enjoy life. 
How many times do we see people 90 years old, 92 years old, and they'll walk in and they'll say, oh, Eric, you know, I saved all this money, and now I can't take that cruise, or I can't walk around the streets of Rome because of my hips, my knees, my backs. And I said, you got to be crazy. You know, you got to be kidding me because here's what, here's the crazy thing. You sit down and you say, I'm going to save for my financial life. So I'm not going to buy the boat. I'm not going to take the trip. I'm not going to buy the RV so that when you die, the people that inherited your money can buy the boat, buy the RV and take the trip. (laughs) So, because they have no value, they're associated with the money. All they do is say, oh, it's free money. Here's what I've seen. If you don't structurally pay out, in other words, kind of lock the money into a payout system for your beneficiaries, then here's what happens. They'll say, hey, by the way, what I'd like to do is to say, we are walking through this day-to-day system of managing our uh, uh, life. And, um, you know, I'm just going to take it all. So, oh, well, your, your grandmother gave you uh, $100,000, but it's in an IRA. So if you take it out in payments or what's called a stretch IRA, which means you stretch it out over time, it's a great concept. But if you don't, you're only going to get about $61,000. Look, oh, yeah, 61000 it's more than I had yesterday. I'll take 61. You go, no, no, no. Don't you understand? You're going to pay 30 or $40,000 in taxes. Yeah, but you know, listen, I never had the money to begin with, so it doesn't really matter. So those are some important components for you to start saving for your future. But here's the other one. Watch out for the fees. I want to give you a couple of stories. You always hear me talk about, hey, what happened this week? So recently a client came in this week with a value of about $300,000. Now, when he opened the account, he rolled it over about nine years ago, and he rolled over $210,000. Now, you know, nine years ago was 2009, so that was a pretty tough time, right? So, had some problems with the market, some great days, some, oh my gosh, some extremely really good years, right? We had some really good years in the market. So, over the course of nine years, the total in fees that he paid was about $52,000. So, I'm going to let you grab a pen for a second. If you're close to, you know, certainly if you're driving, keep both hands on the wheel, 10 and 2. But grab something because I want you to write these numbers down. And certainly you can go back to the podcast and you can go to Total Financial Solutions. You just click on, just go to tfswealth.com, tfswealth.com. That's us. Okay, so here's the numbers. 300000 is about the value today. I'm going to round, uh, round up so you can have some numbers. That makes sense. He opened it with 210000 nine years ago. Now, he was told in the last uh, year, he made 9%. So he said, Arif, that's pretty good, 9%. I said, that's great, 9%. I, I like it. So he opened it up, 210000 nine years ago. The total in fees were $52,000. So he gained ninety. And the broker and the financial institutions were paid 52000 So who worked for that 210000 What money is at risk? Is any of the broker's fees at risk? Zero. The man has to risk his 210000 That means it can go backwards. 
and today he's risking 300,000. And if it goes backwards, he loses. Even if it stays the same, he still loses. Why? Because the broker will still make eight or nine thousand dollars in fees. Do you understand? You're the one taking the risk, and they get to split oh about half of what the gain is. It's usually like you know two for you, one for me. Brokers take one, give you two. Brokers take one, give you two. So there's a total of a hundred percent that's still you know profit. They're taking 52000 giving you ninety. I need you to understand something. That is not okay. That's not normal. You actually have an option. Remember when I said you have to look out for your retirement life? They are looking out for theirs. I don't think they're evil or dirty or bad. They bought into a system. They like the game they're playing. They think it's okay. That's what they do. But I don't want you to think, oh, well, I guess that's the only way to go. That isn't. You actually have choices. Paying fees is a choice. Here's according to a recent survey, the average account value of a 401k plan. Now, a 401k plan is instituted by for-profit companies. If you work for a nonprofit, a hospital, or a research facility, yours is called a 403b. Okay, 403b, nonprofit, hospital, research facility, uh, education, school district, okay? It's called a TSA or Thrift Savings Plan. Sorry, Thrift Savings. Thrift Savings Plan is the, uh, is the uh, uh, government, federal government. Tax-sheltered annuity. All these numbers, all these letters. Tax-sheltered annuity, TSA. Okay, so the TSA is for the school district hospital, right? Got it? 401k. So this is just the 401k plan. But here, that's for profit. That's the most amount of employees in the country. $103,000. It doesn't include your IRA. So, okay, I got it. And I understand they take all different ages. But retirement is not just about a lump sum, you guys. It's about income. You know, when you're young, your food, shelter, clothing comes from your job. So you're happy. You're like, oh, you know, my job, right? So your retirement account can go up and down. I'm all right with that. Goes up and down, fine. The reason rich people are rich isn't because they're smarter, better looking, thinner, uh, fitter, you know, have 27 hours in a day. The reason wealthy people are wealthy is simply because they understand how money works. They have better financial habits. And they understand when to take a risk and when not to take a risk. Now, they're still going to make mistakes. If you remember, Babe Ruth, Michael Jordan, even Wayne Gretzky, these guys were experts in their field. A very objective field because, listen, you score a basket, it's a point. You don't, you don't. It doesn't matter how good looking you are running in circles or, or skating in a, in a circle. It doesn't matter. There was an objective way to measure their success. Just like for you, there's an objective way to measure your success. The reason those guys were successful in their career wasn't because they missed less. In fact, under pressure, they usually missed a little bit more. Yeah. Babe Ruth is the number one strikeout king. The difference was because they recovered faster. Right? They didn't beat themselves up. They didn't take four years to get over a broken relationship. They didn't uh, you know, sit in a corner and rock because they got fired from a job. They picked themselves up and they got back at it. 
One of the traits of wealthy people is to condense the time that it takes to recover from a mistake or a bad decision or even something that happens to you, right? Sometimes bad things happen to good people. When you get to heaven, you can ask God why. I I don't know the answer. So ask yourself this, because retirement is not just about a lump sum. We have to recover quickly. We have to get back on the horse, right? You've heard those things before. Here's a question for you. This will decide if you're right for us, right? Total Financial Solutions. That's my company. I've been doing this 22. In fact, we just hit 22 years last month, right? So for 22 years, our job is to help you get out of debt, manage money, plan for your retirement. Make sure that you're not overspending, right? Here's what you can spend. Here's the number. You feel good about it? Great. Strategic guaranteed income. Simple enough. It's not a secret. It's not a trick. Our job is to make you, uh, to keep you from going broke. Not to make you rich. So here's a question. Would you prefer $1 million right now or $10,000 a month for the rest of your life? Now, if you're young, you're saying, oh, give me a million because I have a job that gives me my income. But as we get a little older, if you're thinking, you know, Arif, uh, I have some saved money. I like this. I like your little game. I'm going to play it. I would like 10000 a month for the rest of my life. If you choose 10000 a month for the rest of your life versus a million, that's the kind of client that, we, that, that works well with us. If you think you're going to go out and, and turn a million dollars into to $10 million by you know, next Thursday, great, but that's not what we do. Okay, so I want to make it clear. I'm not going to give you a option stock commodity bond portfolio that's balanced to the 10th degree. I don't think those guys, listen, I was that. I did that for many years at the beginning of my career. We took credit when the market went up. When it went up, we said, oh, look at what we did. I got you. Yeah, that's how it would go. We, our firm, or I, the broker, got you 39% interest. Look at what I did. And you go, gosh. Arif, you are a hero. You're my superstar. I go, yes, yes, I am. Yeah, you know, but then when it went down, right? You remember 2000? March of 2000. And then June, by June of 2000, our firm, me, I'm the company, right? We sat together with my top guys and I said, look, this doesn't look like it's going to be a short-term event. This looks like this is going to go on for a little while. We need to start making some adjustments. So we started moving our clients to safer money choices. And by doing that, getting them out of the market, yeah, they did lose some money from the March highs. But the ones that moved protected in 2001, 2002, when the market continually dropped. And when it went up, they started making some interest again. So that's what we do. If you think it's time to lock in some of your gains, that's what Total Financial does. If you say, no, 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 I want to ride this roller coaster for a little longer, fantastic. I'm not to, my job is to not convince you, but you need to know a couple of things that your broker never loses. So they're never going to ask you to get off the roller coaster. They only get paid when your money is at risk. Ask them, hey, if I put this money in the money market or cash account, is there a fee? And they'll hem and haw. Well, you still pay the $37 a year and $47, blah, blah, blah. But is there a fee on my money as if it was invested in the market? And they'll say, well, no. Well, there's your answer. 
Now you might say, but Arif, I have 15000 sitting in my money market account. Yes, because that's how they pay their fees. They can only take them from the cash account, some of these anyway. So what they do is uh, your dividends or, or they'll slowly, if they have discretionary authority, be careful with discretionary authority. Let me explain to you what that means. When you signed all those papers, it looked like you were buying a house. The discretionary authority means they can buy and sell without ever asking you again. So if they have that authority and it's coming close to the end of the month or the end of the quarter, look at how they, quote, rebalance. We're readjusting. We're rebalancing like they're doing something, right? We're rebalancing your portfolio. The computers can do that. You know that? You just hit one button and say, from now until eternity, rebalance the portfolio. And if something changes... Somebody five levels away from me will, will make those decisions anyway. The broker's job is just to sell, bring in business. They have outside money managers who convince them, take them to lunch, convince them with big words and pie charts and graphs. What I don't want you to do is to be convinced by the, by the averages. I love it. Average, average. Let me explain something to you. Between my wife and I, we run on average 10 miles a week. I think that's great. She runs 20, I run zero. So, <laughs> so what does that do for my health? Oh, nothing. But she's, she's great. She runs, she runs 20. But when you do the average, right? So don't be tricked by the averages. Only ask yourself one thing. How much did I start with? This is not the conversation. Now, listen, if you have an agent or a broker who's willing to have this discussion with you and share it, openly, then you might have a pretty good guy or gal, right? You, you might have a good person that says, hey, listen, this is the numbers. And I'm okay with that. I love it. There's plenty of really good, honest, hardworking people. The problem is it's kind of easy money for us, right? If somebody says that they're watching your money, oh, we took it in and we manage, we manage. I love that manage. Wow. Was, oh, geez, that's a big word. Manager at McDonald's wears a blue shirt. Everybody else wears a white one. What does that mean? So manage must be important. You say, okay, so what does that mean, manage? So at the end of the day, how much did I put in? How much in fees? That's all I want to know. All the circles and the running in circles and the you know musical chairs and the the managing for the quarter of the analysis of the next Fed Reserve meeting with the adjustment. Uh, really? I don't spend any of that at the grocery store. That doesn't help me sleep better that I know that the devaluation of the yuan to the Chinese, you know, the internal GDP numbers. I sleep better when I say, how much did I put in? How much did I make? How much do I need to spend? You got that? I have to do this with you because sometimes you guys make appointments and I'd love to see you. You guys, there's no cost. There's no fee for you to come into my office. We have offices all around. We have one uh, here in Glendale close to the studio. Sometimes we go down and, and see you where you're at. So if you need to, to, to be a little closer, we can do that. We have an office in uh, Simi Valley, Santa Clarita, the Antelope Valley. I know we have a lot of listeners, though, in Orange County. So we come down there once in a while. Look, you guys, our job is to sit down and to adjust with you and to see, can we help you? Maybe we can. Sometimes it's just a phone call. I'll say, here's what we do. You say, no, but Eric, I want to share with you and see if you can, I want to get your opinion on my portfolio. I said, I won't do that. That's not what we're going to do because if you have anything at risk, 
I'm going to tell you, you have money at risk. Do you want that? And you're going to say, well, yeah, I, I kind of like the guy. I kind of like what they're doing. Great. Next, you have another account you want me to look at? And you're going to say, well, I have this account here. It just doesn't seem to go anywhere. I go, that's the one we can help you with. When we come back from the break here in a minute, I want to share with you a couple of things. Multiple sources of income in retirement, that is the key. But there's a second one. And these are things that most people are not talking about. See, it didn't used to be this way. So when your parents taught you, you and because they were taught by their grandparents, and maybe you're fortunate to have a fairly successful family, right? A wealthy family or some that understood money management or maybe some that understood how to manage their career and were paid a lot of money. So by default, you either sat in the room when financial discussions were taking place or whether you were somebody who sat in a room and understood it at a young age. You know, my kids understand this stuff. We, I didn't learn this at the dinner table. We learned other things at the dinner table, right? We learned how to be honest and work hard, how important family was, right? You guys know my dad's story it came from Lebanon. We we're always wondering how, how does we get this person a job? How do we get the kids enrolled in school? You know, at my elementary and junior high school, whenever a new cousin was coming into town or or they would stay with us, and my mom and dad would, would enter them into school, it was my job to make sure that they understood the lay of the land, not knowing a whole lot of English. But here's the cafeteria. Here's how the classes. So they would consequently put them in the same class as me so that I could sit with them and, and teach them. So those were always fun things. So we didn't learn mergers and acquisitions, but my kids will explain that stuff to you and run circles around folks because that's what we did. So whether you're on one extreme or the other, there's multiple sources of income in retirement today and going forward that I think you need to have. And most of you are not going to have that explained to you by your broker, your financial guy or gal, because they're only paid with one. When they're only paid by one, that's the only place they have a desire to help you with. You also need to consider the taxation of those dollars. You're now in partnership. If you have a retirement account at work, you are in partnership with the government. For the first time in the history of the United States, the Obama administration was the one to do this, required every financial institution to report every year the balance of your account. Now, that didn't happen before. It only was the contribution. So, you know, did you have an earned income? So you're eligible to deposit money in the account. And the balance at age 70 and a half. Those were the only two things that mattered. In between there, your account could be $10 million, $2 million, $1 million, $10, $30, $80. doesn't matter. So when that change took place, it was like a little blip in the night. Oh, no big deal. But who do you think? Who do you think is the one that wants to know the balance of your account? Very simple the federal government, because your retirement account, believe it or not, is their savings. They know what they can spend next year because you are the money in the bank to them. All right, when we come back, I've got a couple things for you. Remember, stay tuned because we are going to discuss multiple sources of income and the different taxations of the income. I think those are going to be the keys to your success. Stay with me. I'm Arif Hallaby. You're listening to the Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. Have a question, give me a call at 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. 
I'm Eric Hallaby. Stay with us on AM 870, The Answer. About financial power, the total financial hour. Now, Arif has a plan. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for staying with me. I'm Eric Hallaby. 888-99-RETIRE. 888-99-RETIRE. Hey, folks, that goes to my office as well. So during the week, if you write that number down, you give us a call. Uh, it goes directly to the office. We have a chance to reach out to you and uh, call you back if you want to set up a time just to talk on the phone. Maybe I can help you. Maybe not. It would be my pleasure, though, and my honor if I, if I can uh, at least give you a little bit of direction. Uh, we love what we do. Okay, so uh, I promise you this. Multiple sources of income in retirement. I don't think, and I'm not a real estate agent, right? So there, there is a, no benefit financially for me to tell you these things. But I think you need to have some real estate, or at least to consider it, in your portfolio. There's a reason for that. Because there are tax benefits that you receive in real estate that you cannot get in other types of retirement accounts or assets or, or investments. Now, I'm not going to get into details because I'm not going to tell you I'm an expert in that field. We have our own pieces. I do it uh, for, our, for myself, my family, right? Me, my wife, and kids. But you need to have an expert in that field. I also think you might want to consider some market risk. Dividends can pay out every single month or quarter or year, depending on what you have. And that is important. Big, strong, healthy stocks, you get to decide. And there's a reason for that. Because you might, on some years, be able to outpace inflation and even the markets. That's great. But I think you also need to think about Social Security. Now, here's what I have found works. Of course, you're going to check with Social Security. And if you want to come in, we can do the numbers and I can tell you what they will be. And then you get to make the final decision because this is your money. But if you have a husband and wife and you both have Social Security uh, coming to you, Consider turning one of them on, the lower one, at age 62. The reason is, especially the, di- the longer the distance and age between the husband and wife, the reason is because when one of you passes away, you only get the higher one anyway. So hold off on the higher Social Security until age 70 if you can. The reason is because that's going to be the only thing you're left with as another source of income as far as Social Security is concerned. Right? So... For example, if you are working, you can turn on Social Security. Yeah, you might have to give some of it back because you're making more than the 17 or so thousand a year, but they give it back to you. They give it back to you later when you're 65, 67, whatever your full retirement age is. So when they do that, you get it back and you get a higher number anyway. The reason I want you to turn it on sooner is simply because they're going to take it away anyway when one of you pass away. So you might as well get something rather than nothing. The second is keep the longer one as long as possible. Maybe you can't wait till age 70, but if you can, keep the the higher one as long as possible because Social Security is another source of income. Now, I don't expect you to ever get a pay raise in Social Security. I think it's going to act like a lot of the trade union pension, right? For a lot of folks that work for uh, the Carpenters Union or the um, IATSE or some of these unions, sometimes they're not going. To, they're going to give you a great pension. That's nice, and it stops as far as increases go. 
Some of them do not have increases built into it, meaning if you retire at 3100 a month, for the next 25, 30 years, it's going to be 3100 a month. They may go up a little bit, but that's how they're going to keep themselves solvent, you know, allowing them to stay in existence. All right, so don't forget that. Very important. If you have the option of collecting Social Security, consider doing it earlier. Uh, you have to weigh the, the numbers and see if it works for you, but just remember... You're going to lose one of them later. All right. When I talk about this, what is the third part that I think is, or the fourth part that's pretty important? I think number one, you need to understand a guaranteed source of income. There are three different types of annuities out there. There's fixed. They act like CDs. Come heck or high water, it's paying 3%. It's paying 3%. That's it. The second is a fixed indexed, often referred to as a hybrid or equity indexed annuity. And that's job is to get greater returns when the market goes up, but still protects your principal. In other words, it does not go backwards when the market goes backwards. We offer a lot of those, but there are some good ones and some not so good ones. The good ones have no fees. The not so good ones, folks, just don't worry. Listen, we have seen some, they say, oh, like all of the right saying, oh, this is perfect, goes up in the market. Oh, look, you know what? You might have a pretty good account. Let's take a, what? What do you mean 1.9% in fees? Well, I have a writer and I have a this and a that. Income this and income writer that. I go, oh. They, they basically gave you a, a great shake for the morning drink, right? But then they loaded it with sugar or put a Diet Coke and <laughs> mixed, mixed the blender with diet. You're like, really? It's nice. That's good. But it's not healthy for you. It's not, it's not the thing you're trying to achieve. So stay away from any fixed index annuities, in my opinion, that have fees. There's almost... Almost, you know, 90, whatever, 8%, I don't know. Almost never a reason to have one of those with an income rider. It usually means either a lazy agent or somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. And in both cases, it's not the right person to work with. Now, if you're going to be doing the, the directing and you've done the math and you think it's right for you, well, then it's your, it's your account. That's what you do. Okay, so it's almost never the right thing to do. The third type of annuity is something called a variable annuity. What it does is it has, uh, you, you still invest through an insurance company, you still have the insurance company component, but then they take the money and they put it in the market. So you're at risk anyway. So instead of going directly to the stock market with mutual funds or ETFs, you go through an insurance company, which is really a lo- another layer of fees. Whenever you hear Mr. Fisher or some other, I hate annuities, I would rather die than sell my mother an annuity, right? They're talking about variable annuities, and we don't blame them. I don't know if I would prefer to do that. I think there's better ways to make the point, but you know, certainly he's dramatic. A variable annuity, in my opinion, I've never seen it right for anybody, right? Even when I was in the securities world and the mutual fund world, I, I just never seen it right. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe there's somebody out there that says, this is perfect. Great. Good for you. The worst case I've ever seen is 5.3% in fees. All right, so you might say, well, that seems a lot or that's a low number. That's nice. The average, according to a Wharton School of Business uh, survey, recent survey in the last couple of years, their study came in somewhere around 3.5%. So that means that when you take the, the average variable annuity, if the market goes up 10, you get about 65 if the market goes down 10%, you get 
you lose 13. So it's like driving with your foot on the brake and the gas. Now, if you like it, great. But don't ever think when they say, Eric, if I get a guarantee, I pay, this is what I always hear. This is great. Eric, I get a guarantee of 7% and I pay $45 a year. I go, huh, not true. They said, yeah, 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 I know. I know, but my broker is a great guy. We've gone out on his boat. I've heard this one a lot. Gone out on his boat. Da, da, da. And, and uh, so anyway, I get a guarantee of 7%. Doesn't exist. They go, what do you mean? I go, that's not true. That's impossible. Ask them if you die, does your family get a guarantee of 7% every year? Or ask them, say, hi there, I just want to cancel everything. Can I have, can I have a big check? Give me that big number. Oh, you don't get it. They charge you fees as if you have the big number and they take it from your little number. That's why you, it seems like you're never going forward because the math doesn't work. Uh, okay, so I have seen this once. I haven't seen this, you know, every once in a while people tell you, you know, the, the, now I thought I've saw, I, I thought I've seen everything and, and now this takes the cake, right? All right. So here's what, what I saw recently. A lady who's never been married, has children, uh, and never had children, never been married, and she lives with her brother, right? They take care of each other over the years. Wonderful story, actually. They're kind to each other. They, they care for each other. They love each other. It's great. The financial guy comes along and who's helping them, right, and says, you know, uh, ma'am, we'll just call her Mrs. Smith. Of course, that's not a real name. Um, Mrs. Smith, you know I have a a 15-year-old that's going to be going to college soon. Since you don't have any other family, no brothers, sisters, except for each other, and he's pretty ill, could I be your contingent beneficiary to help my son go to college? That would be a great thing. Taken aback a little bit, she goes, oh, okay, let me think about that. When she came to me, we found out it was $769 a month in fees. $769 a month. So she sat there. She said, well, that's, you know, eight or 9,000 a year. You you would think he would just save that money for his kid's college. I said, he probably has that for the boat. She goes, he takes me out on his boat. When I was younger, we used to go out on the boat with his family. And I wonder if he was doing that just so that I would put his son or him down as the beneficiary. It's a $2 million estate. Is that not sneaky? Immoral? Unethical? And probably illegal? So when I tell you in 22 years I've seen everything, that I have never seen. That was the first time I saw that. was a few weeks back. I couldn't believe it. I thought, you got to be kidding. He didn't really ask that. And she didn't just say it once. She said it twice. She said, you know, Arif, I'm going to be... I may be talking to him or he's trying to reach out to me. And he keeps asking about that. So now here's a lady in her 70s who's feeling pressure from her financial professional to put him down as the beneficiary if both of them pass away. So you guys, when I tell you this stuff, you know, you live in your world and you know what's true and you know your life and you get it. I get it. But you have to be careful. All right. I've talked about the IRS. Uh, sorry, I talked about multiple sources of income. I want to talk about the IRS passports. Have you seen this? 
Upon uh, when you try to get a passport with the IRS, if you have seriously delinquent debt, an IRC, which is an IRS code, basically Internal Revenue Service code, authorizes the IRS to certify that the debt to the State Department for action, meaning they will not issue you a passport if you have more than fifty-one thousand dollars in uh, legally enforceable federal tax debt. Now, here's the problem. It's the same people that said, you know, if you're on a no-fly list, you shouldn't be able to travel. You shouldn't be able to buy a gun. And this no-fly list, you ask, okay, so then let's find out who's on the no-fly list. Oh, you can't. So so what do you mean? I can't find out if I'm on the no-fly list? No. And when they've gone through and they've done this study, there's no determining factor. Believe it or not, a field office agent for the FBI or, or any other agency could go into the computer and go, dit, 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 dit. You are now on the no-fly list. They can tag you and say, sorry, you can't fly. You're like, but, but how can you take away my constitutional right? We're in your fourth floor and sixth office in from the west side on the corner. Some son of a gun with maybe his supervisor giving some signature that as he's walking through the hallway, it says, hey, boss, uh, you know, this is Joe Blow. I want to, oh, yeah, sign here. And now the son of a gun can make it so that you can't fly. So, which means you can't, the left wants you to not be able to buy a gun. You can't do this. You can't do that. You're on the no-fly list. There's congressmen and women on this. There's political opponents that have been put on it. There's ex-wives. There's ex-wives' new husbands or boyfriends that these guys have put on it. And now you're telling me that the IRS now has extra power to say, now you cannot receive a passport and travel. And you also understand that this is the same group that in California gave illegal aliens the right to have a driver's license. Stay with me because the line is not that difficult to follow. And so if you want to go vote, you cannot use a regular driver's license. You have to use a special driver's license or a passport. Do you see how it's kind of like the... The, the, what is it? The, the patients are running the insane asylum? Federal tax lien has been filed and all administrative remedy, remedies have lapsed or been exhausted. Really? How many of those do you think, oops, I'm sorry, we thought you meant, we tried? My dad had a friend who, who worked at a gas station years ago and the owner of the gas station used this guy's uh, social security number when he filed the sales tax, the gas tax with the state and the federal government. Well, th- this guy didn't know it. He was making $10 an hour, whatever it was. A couple years go by, gas station closes, right? So within a year or two, the gas station closes. A couple years go by, he suddenly gets a letter in the mail that he owes over a million dollars to the IRS. This is a you know lower income working class guy. And my dad is kind of like the... Um, you know, the patriarch of the family, he's an honorable man that a lot of people in the community come and they say, you know, Mr. Hallaby, can you help me with this? So my dad says, wow, how did, how did you get into a million dollars in debt with the IRS? Says, I have no idea. So, of course, they go to a CPA and, it, and they figure it all out. But that was a year, year and a half. And so now you tell me that this poor guy couldn't travel for that long? 
because you're always guilty until you're proven innocent. See, the IRS system is not the same as a, this isn't a system that says, okay, oh, you went to jail, a, a, a jury of your peers. So I think that's going to affect your travel. So if part of your retirement is traveling, now where does this loop in? Because do you, if you listen to my show a few weeks back, maybe a couple months by now, I talked about how the IRS has nearly 100,000 Americans who are delinquent on their student loan debt and collecting Social Security. So guess what they have now seized? Your Social Security check. Because whether you signed up for your child or you went back when you were 52 to get your MBA so you could promote because we had a recession and you tried to go back to work. Right, and now you're 60, 62, 65, and you have student loan debt, and you're delinquent, or you're not paying it, or there's a dispute, or I sent a check, no, you didn't. The IRS can put a lien on, they do put a lien on, there's nearly 100,000 people whose social security checks are being garnished by the IRS to pay your stepson who either passed away, or your daughter who uh, you know married a drug addict, or your son who who can't get a job in his field, or they just don't have the money, or right? You fill in the blanks. There's a million stories, and tough luck. You owe the student loan money because it's a parent loan, or it's your loan. So these are very important things to pay attention to. If you're just joining us, I'm Eric Hallaby on the Total Financial Hour. Eric Halaby on AM870, The Answer. If you have a question, give us a call at 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. Okay, I told you also about the taxation of these dollars. Here's what I mean by that. I think the government is going to be leaning more towards uh, taxing more things more often, especially in the state of California. The state of California is so broke, uh, they'll try to, oh, we have an, we have. Isn't it funny? Check this out. This is incredible. Governor Brown said, hey, guys, we have a surplus. A client came in the other day. Oh, Arif, we have a surplus in the state of California. I'm like, no, we don't. Oh, yes. Yeah. The governor said we have a surplus. And when he took office, we didn't. And now we do. I said, okay, let's say, for example, you went out and took a cash advance on your credit card and you put that in the bank. And you say, listen, Eric, I have $100,000. I have $100,000 in my bank account. You go, wow, that's pretty good. But you don't say anything about the other side of the ledger, right? Governor Brown, billions of dollars. Oh, yes, $6.1 billion in surplus. Why are you still fining me every single year for employees? You guys heard me say this. In 2016, I had to pay $150 per employee. Everybody did. That's why Toyota moved. That's why Frito-Lay moved. I have eight employees. They had thousands. And then in 2017, because we still didn't pay the debt, they raised it on me. Now I have to pay $175 per employee as a fine because California can't manage its money. And then 2018, right? So, so the second time, 2017, Nestle said, we're out of here. So Nestle moves to Virginia leaves Glendale and hundreds if not thousands of jobs behind. They took some. 2018, 
the prediction of both of those companies was that California wasn't going to get it right, and they're right. And it's $200, $200 per employee. So what do you think that does? Do you think the owner goes, gosh, darn it, I am going to make less money. Oh, darn it, I guess I'm not going to secure my future, even though I'm the one taking the risk with this business. Or do you think the owner might say, sorry, I just gave your pay raise to the government. Sorry, we can't give out bonuses, at least not as much, because we had to just give it to the federal government or the state government. Jerry Brown's legacy is $6.1 million, $6.1 billion budget surplus. Hog wash. We are $250 billion, some say as high as $400 billion, upside down in the pension deal. <laughs> Fix the five freeway. We have all that money? Pay somebody. Pay Domino's, right? Domino's Pizza is going around fixing the potholes so that your pizza arrives fresh and, and not bouncing around. Just give it to Domino's. How difficult is this, Mr. Brown? Many people have to leave the state of California just to have a savings of about 10%. Because some states that they go to, Idaho and uh, uh, Oregon, a lot of people go to Utah, Arizona. They're still, there's other states, but the point is those still have an income tax. So let's say the savings is 10%. All right, 10%. If I went to you right now and I say, okay, you have a choice, a 10% savings or not, when you're going to say, sign me up for that. And that doesn't include the other costs of living that are associated with living in a financially collapsed state. When you use Roth IRAs, certain types of cash value insurance products, real estate, these things have tax-favored income. Real estate rental property is another option. I am not a real estate sales guy, period, done. I'm a financial professional that says for some or part of your money that you want predictability, you want safety, you want protection, that's what we do. And you want to hire experts in these fields. If you go to anybody, we put together a financial plan for you. I say, great. What are you good at? And, and I spoke to this guy, one of these guys on, uh, recently. He said, well, I'm a financial planner. I go to CFP, CAB, CBA, blah, blah. I go, wow, geez, it's a lot of C's. Yeah, certified everything, certified. I said, great. So what are you good at? He said, well, I just told you. I'm a financial planner. I'm good at everything. I said, great. So what are you great at? Because if I'm going to go across Death Valley when it's 124 degrees and I just had my radiator fixed and I had my brakes done because I got to come down the other side of a mountain by the time I get to, the, to Colorado, I, do, I don't want the same guy who fixed my radiator to fix my brakes. I have two big, big problems coming as I'm running across this country. I have to make sure I can get through the desert and not blow up my car. And I got to make sure I can stop when I come down the other side of the Rocky Mountains. I don't want the same guy doing both the jobs. Oh, we're good at it. Radiators and brakes, ink. Acme brakes. Thank you. What are you, what are you great at, sir? I'm brakes. You fix my brakes. I'm going to go look for the guy who's great at radiators. That's all he does every day, every night, every month. That's it. If you want safety, you want protection, you want guaranteed income, that's what we do. That's what we're great at. But don't forget, I think you need to be thinking 
You have to protect your money for taxes. Roth IRAs are a great thing. You can have a fixed annuity or a fixed indexed annuity. You can have that in a Roth IRA. Right? That's kind of exciting. You could actually have protection with a tax-free component. That's what we do. Give us a call at 888-99-RETIRE. All week long, that number is going to work. 24-7, it runs to my office. And we're at the office from 8 a.m. till around 7 p.m. We always have somebody there answering phones. And if not, of course, leave a message. We'll get back to you. It's 888-997-3847, 3847 That's 888-99-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us. I'm Arif Hallaby on AM870, The Answer. You can always go to tfswealth.com. That's tfswealth. It's a lot of money. .com, tfswealth.com. Thanks for joining me on your place for news, talk, and information. AM870, The Answer. Learn from Arab Halaby. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now Arab has a plan for me. The Total Financial Hour is brought to you by Total Financial Solutions. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.